Yeah, we have. We've done it. So this is what? How many weeks have gone now? So it's what? 48 weeks? No, well, this is number 35 of when I actually started to... Oh, really? Yeah. So is this podcast episode 93? 94. Oh. Yeah, because Stuart's was 93. We need to get a really good guest on for, for podcast 100. Open to suggestions for people listening to this, who you think the podcast number 100 guest should be. Um, very much open to suggestions if you want to DM me. And all that tackle. Right, let's ramp it up a little bit. I feel like we started really slow. You can tell it's a Tuesday morning. Oh, yeah. Hey! And then my breakfast yet. Aren't you? No. Well, I have. I've fucking I've been up. Thank this workout this morning. You've done one. What was it? It was. Um, it was 10. It was five sets of 10 back squat. 90%. 85, oh. 80. Yeah, it was that was that was a grind. And then it was um 90% for 10 reps. Mm, it was a grind. Do you, to, do you have to take pauses? Oh yeah, something about five minutes. Okay now. Go on, you And then it was a 15, three rounds, 15 cows on the air bike. 20 GHDs, 15 cows, 20 toaster bar. And so I genuinely won't be able to get up tomorrow morning. No, you won't. Them squats are going to do you in a big way. Um, right then, should we kick off? Should we kick off? Yeah, so first, hang on, let me, where is the... There we are. Um, any advice for how to approach business over my 11 days off over Christmas. Going to make sure content is scheduled and programs are all sorted, but is there anything else I should get in a place? Um, ba-bum, 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 ba-bum. No, I, the only other two things that um, maybe you should get in place is just what that first week is going to look like so just maybe micromanage your time and go right because you know what it's like when you have a bit of time off you just completely forget everything so if you can set your first week up where you can go right this is what i'll be doing monday these are the tasks that i need to be done and prioritized and get that done that'll reassure you and probably not worry you too much so just get your schedule right for that first week back um and the only other thing that i would suggest from what you've already said is just make sure that each individual client um, has explored their barriers over that point in relation to, I don't know, consistency, accountability, um, and all of that type of stuff and how they're going to overcome them barriers. So they're really clear. And I think apart from that, with your programming, um, that type of your clients set up your first week back, I think for me, it's just enjoy that time off. I, I don't feel like there's anything else that really stands out in my mind to, for you to worry about, if I'm honest. Nick, anything else, mate? No, I think just um, when you when you finish work for the 11 days, I think use it as a bit of an opportunity to 100% set up 
for so you know exactly what you're doing on the first on the first week you know what to do what to prioritize maybe get ahead of the game in regards to maybe scheduling marketing or or post to your clients or emails to your clients throughout or i think just get ahead so that you're landing on that first day and you're you're on the front foot rather trying to kind of figure out where you, where you are but no apart from that no cool next question next very question. branded today aren't you yeah do you know what it is I'm just cold mate and you've got to do your bit when you're PTing out of this gym you've got to do your bit on you you do your bit on you yeah you've got to lead from the front you know got to lead from the front yeah toss on right when how, how weird next question when working for a gym how do you cope with consistent changing of their time when your business is set up and clients are set? Hope this makes sense. So I reckon what that means is that their shift hours keep getting changed. Yeah. So annoying that. Really annoying. I think there's there's no trick to this. I think it's probably quite an obvious answer. I think. It's that open and honest conversation with the people who are changing the shifts or controlling the shifts about your business needs. Um, I think that's or you know, there's a compromise on giving you such amount of time before they change, whether it's two weeks or a month or whatnot. I think those guidelines and, and boundaries are really, really important. I think that I think um and if I think there's if there's no flexion on that or that's not, you know, that compromise isn't good enough for the people who do it, then I think you I think you've got to look at your different options that you got. End of the day. If that's really disturbing your business, which I'm sure it is, I'm sure it's really annoying. Um, you know, you've got other options. But that that's that's the only real thing. Because it's not within your control, um, I think the only thing you can do is kind of go to them and, and have an open and honest conversation and create some boundaries and some, you know, meet in the middle a little bit. Um, and then at least you know where you stand. If there's no negotiation on that, they're not being reasonable, then depending on how much... Uh, how much she's disrupting your business, then you've got other options, haven't you? That's the only genuine thing I can say about that, to be fair. Anything else? No, I think work towards, if it's if it's getting on your nerves, work towards rent ASAP. Not for the only reason for that, but obviously because you can earn more for less time. Um, yeah, that would be my answer. But let's put a plan in place and we can help you put that plan in place if you want and need to. Uh, next question it thoughts hey oh it's me in it go hey pretty calm down you uh thoughts slash advice oh, my socials have any have my personal name rather than my business name my only barrier to having my personal name is if i wanted to expand and take on extra coaches in the future think if you want to expand and take on coaching on the future then you should rear towards the business and the business name um, and doing it that way i think listen there's a huge advantage 
to you keeping your personal name there. It's personal, isn't it? It humanizes you and it puts you at the forefront of the brand. And I think that's always an advantage, especially on social media. Um, I think it depends on the objective. But like I keep coming back to that, it depends on the objective of the business. Like if you are going to take more people on and you are going to expand, then bite the bullet and go with your business name. Um, just make sure that that doesn't minimize and reduce the level of personality you put across on there because that's really important people need to really resonate with that person to a brand and a business so even when you change it still try and get on there and, and get your personality across as much as possible so people know it's you at the forefront of the brand and obviously as you progress forward um, and have other coaches there then obviously it might be their name and then your brand um, so Hmm. I think it's one of them. We probably make a bigger deal out of this than the actual consumer does, um, if I'm dead honest. I'm having a battle with myself in here on my head in a minute. The reason why I'm having a battle with myself is, obviously, I've just said all of that. Like, there's certain things that you can do. So, obviously, put the name next to the brand name from a social media perspective. You can put just the brand name. You can keep your name. So, you have got three options. Um, I, but I keep coming back to if you want to expand and you want to have coaches under your umbrella, then just bite the bullet and put the, the business and brand name there. But just make sure the most important thing is that people can resonate with you. That's what they're buying into. Um, just make sure that that doesn't reduce when you do do that, because what happens is, and we went through a similar process, like I run that account for just under my name for about two or three years. I can't remember how long. And then when we changed it over, it was kind of like, right, do I get my personality across still? And like, do I do all of the stuff that I was doing? Like, and all of that. And then I had to create boundaries for that, like from a family level and it had to be business, but still my personality needed to come across because that's potentially why some people were there. Um, so yeah, I know I've had a bit of an argument myself on that one, but I think it just very much depends on the route and objectives that your business is going. Try not to make a huge deal of it. Um, it's one of them where you just need to bite the bullet and make a decision and crack on with it. But don't lose that level of personality on your socials because that's what people resonate with the most. I went around the houses there, Nick, but go on, anything that you'd add? <clears throat> I kind of agree. I think I think naturally it will it will it will kind of turn into what you want it to be and meet the needs of your business. You know, if you take on coaches um, and also, you know, you can have your personality based business, um, social media platform, but if you're selling a certain product or a certain service, then you've obviously got an, uh, an opportunity to spin that off where you have coaches underneath delivering that service. So yeah, it can work both ways. It can work both ways, but I think you'll know when the time comes. And and look, like if you all of a sudden next year kind of go, ah, oh, I want to put this to the forefront because I've got some great coaches underneath me and I want it to be not just about me, I want it to be about the programme or the business or, or whatever, then, you know, you're not going to lose out on anything by changing it at that point. Like you don't have to rush to do this. So I think... Take your time and organically grow into that. 
Um, but yeah, good question. Well, it's actually because um, it is a difficult one because there is these three alternatives to it. It's like I've seen a couple of other people go through this process where they've dipped their toes into their brand name. They've completely took off their personal name from social and then they've come back to personal name plus brand name. So that's an alternative as well. But you've just got to make a decision and go all in on it at the end of the day. Like I said, we make a bigger deal of it than the consumer does. Um, just keep humanizing and personalizing yourself on there and you'll be, you'll be fine. Next question is the thoughts on, I have XX amount of spaces left type of marketing strategy. So um, my thoughts good, are, this is a good question. This a really good question. The thoughts are it's a pile of shit. Oh, oh wow. Wow. Unless, hang on. Unless you, you, you draw you earn the right to put that there if that makes sense so um if it's kind of like what we see with that a lot of the time is like you don't see people turn up or anything on social media for a long time and then a certain time of the year or trend will come around and and you'll see it prop up like and that's the only post they've done for a long time but if, you, if it's a part of your, you know, if you're generating curiosity and desire through your marketing, through your content, and you're having conversations with people, and, you know, that's kind of leading into a launch or a date or um, a theme or a challenge or a program or whatever, then it follows suit and you've earned the right to kind of say, hey, guys, everyone who have engaged with over the last two months, one month, three months, whatever, and have spoken about this, that, and the other, they know this is coming up, they know this is launching, or they know that this is the time when you're, you're having some spaces uh, come available, um, then it makes sense. But I think a lot of the time what you'll find is that you'll probably go directly to the individuals you've been having conversations with because it, it kind of leads to that. So... Um, You've got to create the desire and curiosity first before you try and shove the urgency, which is what that is, um, on top of it as a call to action. So, yes, <clears throat> but with context and earning the right to do so, in my opinion. Um, the only thing I want to add to this is this is very, very similar to, like, we, we hit, say the term like wolf whistle based posts. So like you've got them where you basically you're creating a call to action and urgency. And like Nick said, the majority of personal trainers who do it, it's just full of, like, it's just bullshit. Like I've tried that in the past, but that's off the back of consistency. Um, so if you are consistent prior to it, you've earned the right to do it. Like Nick just said, same as that wolf whistle based post, which is like where you, we call the demographic out, which is I'm looking for, Free males who struggle for time, confidence, who want to change because of these reasons, who have got three, four hours in their week to X, Y, Z, right? So that's like another version of that. But that also only works if you've been consistent prior to it. Like, yeah, like a lot of people think it's like the magic pill of social media. If I just call these out and get it right once, people are just going to gravitate towards me. It doesn't happen like that. It comes off the back of consistency. And I also, I think also adding to that, I think 
having an element of proof of concept around that like is is quite big as well like you know, we've done it in the past where we'll when we launch a program and we'll show and announce people who have signed up to that program which all which obviously creates some proof of concept and belief and then like you said earlier when you're then tagging on like last couple of days where we have got the last few spaces left you've created that proof of concept prior to that as well so guess 100 it's not a standalone call to action it needs that context and plan um hopefully that's really hopefully that's been a decent answer to put that into perspective Best way to collect emails at the charity event. Who turns up? Go. Um, I would have. And that's tonight, isn't it? So again. That's tonight, that charity event. Is it? Um, I'd have maybe a couple of phones or iPads there with people helping you out. Um, basically checking details of people. Um, <laughs> or I would get them into a raffle, I'd get them into a competition, I'd maybe get them to do a challenge or something that's gonna just act as a data collector. It might be that if they if they give you your data, you'll send them a bit of a program, data, send them an ebook, just give them something to give you that, that data um, would be the best bet, but make it as easy as possible and be all, make it an objective like to, to do that. So like have people helping you out phones with like i don't know like a, a bit of a mailchimp um link where they can just click on or a questionnaire to fill out or that competition or whatever it is just come up with three or four ways um different ways to collect emails off the back of it and i think you won't go far wrong um like anything every time someone wants to give you data you need to give them some com something compelling to give them um off the back of it so yeah the, it, it remains the same for the charity event as well Anything you'd add? Nope. I like this next question. I am struggling to come up with open-ended questions to ask on social media. Any advice on how to do it? Just to preface this, this is off the back of last week's question where we said about creating more conversation on social media. Um, okay, sorry. Uh, I'm struggling with that. Any questions on social media? Any advice how to do it? Yes. Okay. So here's maybe um, I think first of all, use first of all, think about who you, obviously who you're talking to. That's the very first thing I would I would I would say. So to double down on that, like use, use the check-ins, use the reviews that you do with your clients, um, the feedback you get, that is the first starting point. So I think when you haven't got that there and you've got this screen in front of you and you've got, and you're just trying to think off the top of your head, it's you will second guess and you'll go around in circles. So I think use that as literally your foundation to work from. Um, Pick out some common themes um, that you find in regards to challenging challenges, frustrations, problems, questions, confused um, people are confused about certain things, 
um, and just pick those out. And I think from that, again, it's kind of go back to what Ant mentioned earlier about, you know, calling out the person that you want to talk to, you know, if this is X, Y, and Z, um, think about a way that you would then take that kind of question, take that kind of prompt from someone and almost kind of paraphrase that back and then reframe it a little bit. So as an example, um, so you're struggling with waking up in the morning and um, getting stressed about not feeling hungry and blah, 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 blah. That's a really terrible example. I can't think of anything else. I'm not feeling yeah. hungry. I, I can't think of anything else. Um, and reframe it so that you are essentially an open question is something that they can't come back and, and say, yes, no, I don't know. So it's almost kind of using that scenario where if you were, this is a really bad example now. Um, well, actually, let me go back on all that. Struggling to come up with open-ended questions to ask on social media. So do you think he means actually in a post or or through a DM? No, I think he, he means more so of like either from his story to get people to react to his polls or question boxes or also like DMs as well. But more so it will lead from... Because we what we said last week was how important it is to create more conversations the conversations comes off the back of you creating an opportunity for them to reply to something that will normally come off the back of a poll or a question box and that is specifically it well it's normally either an open question for a question box or a closed question for a poll so it's them types of examples but them types of examples come off the back of doing the empathy map yeah yeah um <clears throat> Yeah, I think that's the advice I would give. Um, is going back, using the empathy map, using the check-ins, using the reviews, pulling some certain things and certain trends out. Um, yeah, and using that. I don't. I think once you get that, you'll have those subjects. You'll have those because essentially, what your clients are asking you, what your clients are saying to you, what the questions they're going to, the confusion they've got. That's what this exact statement you'd put on social media. Yeah, it, 100%. You need to go back to your empathy map because this shows that potentially you just need reminding what it is that your clients are struggling with or your demographic is struggling with. So going back to your empathy map and going through how the client will think, how the client feels, what they say, what they hear, what they do, the pain points, their triggers, the, the gains from what they'll have from coming into your service. Once you do that, you will have hundreds of open and you can close questions. Like the closed questions are fine because you're going to do polls as well. So like if a reoccurring theme comes up about specifically they struggle with time, right? Then you need to break that down and go, right, okay, well, I know I, if I can go for the low hanging fruit here that the majority of people's excuse is time. So I'm going to go out on my stories and I'm going to ask, 
one of the main things that keep coming up for specifically the, the, the girls that keep coming into my business at the minute is that they're really struggling with time. Just coming out there to ask you guys, what is it specifically gets in the way time-wise for you to not be able to find the time to exercise question box, right? Clearly people are then going to put kids, people are going to put work and people are kind of going to put procrastination, but then that gives me an opportunity. If three people have replied with them type of responses to then go and ask them, okay, cool. When it comes to the kids and stuff like that, what availability do you have? Well, I have this available. Okay, cool. How would you like me to help you with that? Would you like a program to do at home? Would you like a quick program to do in the gym? Then you've built on a question and then started a conversation in someone's DM and not just gone in there cold like some of the fucking rats do. Um, you know what I mean? But it all comes off the bat. And the same you could go with, let's say, consistency. Um, a lot of my clients who I've took on at this moment in time have come into my business because they... Um, in the past, I've tried something, seen some level of results, and then tried to really struggle to stay consistent with that. If this sounds like you, what are the main things that prevent you from staying consistent? And that might rear off into time. It might be that I struggled to stay consistent on that diet because um, it was too restrictive. Them types of responses, then we can dive in and ask them questions. But you're only not, you're going to know what type of things your audience struggle with, what frustrates them, what they're, they, they fear and all of that. If you get back down to that empathy map and sit down and go through all of that process, because that's going to give you your question and topic and talking points for your stories, your polls, your question boxes, for the question you might ask at the end of a post and so on. So 100% go back to that empathy map because that will give you all of the detail that you need. Next question, please, Nicholas Michael Hanley. What, <clears throat> excuse me, what sort of things would you be preparing slash getting in place just now to prepare, make the most of the January boom? Jim being busier, potentially more inquiries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think, first of all, you're being annoying pricks. So stop doing that. <laughs> um, and second of all, um, it's uh, honestly, it's a complete misconception that gyms get massively busy in January. They just don't. I've worked in gyms for the last 18 years. I, I can probably count on one hand the time where I think, wow, it's got mental busy um, within that first month. People usually wait. Now, the, the advantage to this year is that that first Monday starts quite early. Um, I think it's on the third, isn't it? So that might give people a bit of an upper hand. And the fact that you, this person who's asked the question, works in a, a commercial gym that's a low, um, low membership fee. So it's not as if you're going to get loads of new signups. People have just already been members. They'll just now start to take action on it. Um, so don't think it's going to go boom because normally it just kind of trickles busy and then it starts getting busier in February and towards the end of the month. Um, but to capitalize on it is like if you're in this group, right, and you're obviously on the one to one as well now, but like hopefully we've set you up with really productive habits. So it's staying consistent with their marketing habits, which is have a marketing plan, know who you're going to market to, look at the times that you want to fill and then start to have a look about what you're going to do on the gym floor that's going to attract people to you by helping them first. Like, I can't stress enough, like if you're in this group and you've got a plan together and you, you've got your heading gear with marketing lead generation, 
you will do no different in December than you do to January. You stay consistent. You lead generating the times that you want to fill. You help people on the gym floor. You grow awareness of you, gain interest in your service, and then bring people in. All right. What you don't want to be in is in that stop start mentality that most PTs have. Oh, I'll wait for January. Fuck January. Do it now. <clears throat> like, Fuck do it January. now. Fuck January, man. I don't give a fuck. Fuck January. Um, Do it. Yeah, like the habits and stuff. I get it. Like every business and every commercial business has trends and seasons and all of that. I get it completely. But the worst thing, in my opinion, that most PTs can do is is wait. And the best thing that you can do is put a plan in place that you know is attracted to a specific market. Look at the hours that you want to fill. Start to think about them, the generation activities that you're going to go, go and do on the gym floor that's going to spread that awareness, spread that interest in you. You're really proactive in your classes. I would not leave a class if I was in a commercial gym now, and that's the majority of my demographic that I want to try, try and attract. I would not be leaving that class without 10 new contacts, 10 new inquiries, or 10 new leads because they're an, they're an audience that are crying out for help, hence they're there. So I'd be going in with questionnaires, surveys. I'd be doing loads of technique correction. I'd be making people feel like they're being looked after, give food diaries out, give programs out. I'd be booking people in for maybe small group workshops, seminars, anything that I could do on the gym floor to help them feel more comfortable on the gym floor away from classes as well. So put a marketing strategy and plan in place. Look at the available hours that you want to fill and be absolutely relentless, but keep that level of relentlessness through February, through March, because most PTs won't. Most PTs will slag off members for new year, new me, and they'll put a bit of effort into lead generation of marketing in January, and then they'll nosedive in February, March. So contradicting themselves again, I've gone off on a massive tangent, but clearly you've triggered me. I I apologize. Hopefully that helps with that. Um, And even if it doesn't, we'll chat on Sunday about it. Listen, there's these cheeky little buggers here in this chat, Nick. See these cheeky little buggers? See them? Matthew Talbot is one of them here. I'm going to call him out. Not done a check-in for a couple of weeks, and now he keeps coming in here with questions. Who do you think you are, son? Hey? Who do you think you are? Checking liberties. What's the question? Just a quick one. When posting on social and you tag your location, is it... Hang on, you missed one. Oh. Hey. Where? What advice, Nicole? What advice do you have? Oh, that's at the bottom. No, no, no. Matthews is first. I haven't no, missed no. one. Matthews is first. No, no, no. Let me finish. All right. Just a quick one. When posting on social and you tag your location, is it best to do local areas or gym that I'm based at? Really quick answer to that. The gym that you're based at. Always, 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 always. Next question. What advice do you have for a PT to get back in the game after feeling a bit like she's lost her direction a bit? I would say (laughs) sorry Um, I would say first thing mate is dig out those goals revisit the goals um, reconnect yourself with what you want your business to be reconnect yourself with like um, why you want your business to be that way, what it's going to give you. So you've got an anchor to kind of work from. The next thing along, I think once you've established those and once you reminded yourself or, or got yourself back into understanding that, I think the next thing off the back of that is essentially kind of looking at your week uh, from a time perspective of 
you know, what that ideal week is going to look like for you to achieve that goal. Um, have you got time to do X, Y, and Z, prioritize those tasks in, um, create a huge amount of accountability. You know what to do with that. Um, and also, mate, I think, also, I think reach out to, reach out to other, other, other people as well. Like obviously me and Anna here, you've got the other guys in the group. I think it's just a really good, um, thing to just to reach out and have a chat with people because running your business, running a biz, PT business is a very lonely place sometimes, especially if you kind of you've lost your way a little bit or things have happened which has knocked you off your kind of routine. Um, you know, you internalize everything, don't you, by yourself? And I think sometimes just having a uh, a person who knows what you're going through have it to have a chat with um i think is really important so i would say those three things as, a, as the first step um and then create accountability off the back of it and you've got you've got it all there for you mate <clears throat> anything to add antony no just get clear on them goals Get clear on the goals, have some time out, get clear on goals, get clear on values, get clear on standards and stuff like that, that you expect from yourself, like what you're going to stand for from yourself. Be really, really clear on what it is that you need and then what you want. And then whilst making sure that you are within I suppose that that area of having what you need and want just make the most of being present in that time and i think a lot of pts chase like the next thing like right what's next i think naturally we're a bit like that what's next where's the next lead coming from where's the next sale coming from um what do i need to do next do i need to go on to rent do i need to move to a private gym like embrace the fact that if you're clear and you have that level of clarity that you're where you want and need to be and enjoy being there instead of maybe putting that added pressure on yourselves. And that's to everyone, not just this person who's asked the question. Um, yeah, that would be my advice. Is that the last question? That's the last question. <laughs> I feel like we've made the most of these questions today. Like fucking hell, we've gone on some tangents today, tangents today haven't we? I was triggered in a big way. I don't know why. I don't know why. You're easily triggered, aren't you? No, no. Oh, yes, you are. Morning, Andy Rose. We've answered your question. Um, I think that's the sad. I think that is a big one for everyone, really. Like, especially like coming into December, your routines are going to be out of whack. Um, you're going to want time off. You're going to feel a little bit. Sometimes even apprehensive of letting your business, not letting your business go, but just letting your business run a little bit while you're not maybe present as much. I think, you know, and if you feel like a little bit overwhelming or you want confirmation or, you know, we've got, we've got th Thursday session, we've got Sunday session. Um, and if any of you want like a chat, one-to-one -one. just let us know we can jump on a call it's no drama hey listen i hope you all have a brilliant day
Um, so do I. So do I. I hope the snow's cleared up. Massive pain in the ass. That snow, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah. It's a massive pain in the ass. Maybe I'm just getting old and miserable. Well, there is that. Right, folks. Have a great day. Thanks for your questions. Thanks for those who checked in. Some good, really well good. Go what, eh? I thought you were going to go off on one then. Some really good self-awareness and self-reflection from those who care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, see in a bit. <laughs>